Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey there, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. We are in the middle of our bonus series, well, towards the end of our bonus series, actually, of we're reviewing The Act. This is episode six. Mm-hmm. So we're two-thirds done. Ooh, what's the title, Tara? I don't know. I don't fucking know either. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Momentary pause, please, audience. A whole new world. A whole new world. We're double recording, and Jessica's had plenty of SoCo, so you're welcome. <laughs> You are so welcome. <laughs> Speaking of drinks, yeah, I'm drinking my my cherry Dr Pepper and SoCo, and I was like, oh, I'll just put a little little bit more, a little more, and it's so much SoCo. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little tipsy. So Tara may have to walk me through this one. <laughs> Yay! What are you drinking? <laughs> It'll be fine. I got this. I got this. <laughs> I got my same wine still, the Stella Rosa, Stella Rosso, the super Ooh. sweet red one they got it's like one of the classic ones yeah but yes a whole new world so we are i guess we'll just run down real Mm -hmm. quick if you're new here this is a bonus series so extra hot mess you're welcome i'm tara we don't really do intros on the bonus episodes Mm -mm. we kind of just show up here that's jessica hi all our infos are in the show notes we have a link truth all that great stuff you want to be a patron? You want to get videos? All that cool stuff? You go to patreon.com slash three spooked girls. Want free audiobooks? You can go to our Audible trial link. That's in our link tree as well. You can check that out. And uh, yeah, we will just go ahead and dive in. So this episode, mm-hmm. I feel like is super important, especially if you haven't done much research on DD. I mean, a lot, I feel like a lot of people didn't because of course, you know, you probably were more interested in the murder. Yes. So this episode focuses on Dee Dee's backstory. And then also we start to get in on the journey of the uh, <laughs> short-lived Bonnie and Clyde story with Gypsy and Nick. <laughs> Those two. Yes. So um, I think it's like interesting because we start right off the bat to learn the dynamic with Dee Dee and her mother. So and I think that really set us up for... How Dee Dee is with Gyp- was with with Gypsy. Yes. We meet the matriarchy of this fucked up little family. Yes. So, and it's, you know, it does the amazing, like, flashback sequence or flashback and forth mm-hmm. sequences the whole time, which I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of how they did that. So, we start with Dee Dee giving birth to Gypsy. So, we are in, in 1991, of course. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in Dee Dee's world, 1995. Jesus, right? Right away, her mom's being a fucking vulture and is just like, give me the baby. Let me have the baby. Like, Dee Dee's mom's thing is like, Gypsy would be better with me. I could take better care of her than you and all this bullshit. Which, I mean. I mean. Not not true. (laughs) Not not true, but uh, it seems her mother is toxic as well. So it's kind of like lesser of two evils. I don't know. But it's also like, this is the show's illustration of her mom too. So it's like. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways. True. So I've only been able to form an opinion off of that. And 
like they flash back and forth. So let's talk about the let's talk about all the way through of the backstory of Dee Dee and her mom first. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Because like, yeah. I feel like if we did it like how the episode is, it's kind of like a tennis match. It's like back and forth, yeah. back and forth. So yeah, we will go ahead. We'll go with Dee Dee's story first. And then we will go over to uh, Gypsy and Nick. I keep wanting to say just Bonnie and Clyde because I'm a fucking smart ass, but here we are. <laughs> well, that's because that's what the next episode is titled. Right. So yeah, bear with me because my notes, I definitely did it like how it went. Right. So yeah, so there's that. And then we see a probably one of the first of countless doctor visits that young Dee Dee has with Gypsy. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of this shit that happens, you can see like you see how much Dee Dee loves Gypsy like right away. And I want to say that. Yeah, I feel like at first, and there's a very pivotal moment that we'll get to towards the end of this segment, Mm -hmm. where I feel like it turned more toxic. Because at first, it's just, she wants to be a loving mother. She wants to take care of her kid. Because what it is, Uh the doctor says that what's going on with Gypsy is she has what is called failure to thrive. And now, if you don't know what this is, it's it's really not anything that, it's something that can just, that can be managed. It's not anything like too, too insane. If it's dealt with properly, basically- She's in a low percentile for her height and weight. It's nothing that a parent has done, that kind of thing. So basically, the doctor's like, look, here, just, you know, you're going to take this plan and, you know, it's just like a meal plan and, you know, stuff like that to make sure that uh, Gypsy does start to gain weight and thrive on her own scale of things. And yeah, it does show Mm -hmm. because Dee Dee's like, well, what did I like? What did I do to cause this? Like, is this my fault? And the doctor's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're doing everything right. Right. And I mean, failure to thrive can be a lot of different things and a lot the Mm -hmm. most common reason is that women who breastfeed their babies Mm -hmm. have a like a dairy intolerance like a lactose Mm -hmm. tolerance and um their baby won't eat because it's making them upset and then that's what causes low baby weight and so um a lot of times it's like if you want to continue on like with the breastfeeding you just have to alter your diet pediatric doctors are very good at figuring out the failure to thrive and sometimes it's just babies are small yeah, I mean, like, my daughter's very petite, even still. She's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, like, some cases, like, you have to supplement with formula and things like that. Like, there's there's plenty of ways, like, you know, and, like, my kid's, like, totally healthy and fine now. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, there's plenty of ways. But, of course, like, her mom, there's, like, all kinds of snide comments, like, just, like, all kinds of bullshit. And it's just really frustrating. And I think, like, you have to think about it. It's, like, Louisiana mm-hmm. in the 90s. And this is, like, you think about it, it's, like, still Magnolia's time. Like, it's that, like... Mama knows best. Yeah, mother's, like, breastfeed. And, I mean, I, I'm all for that because I think that's, like, a really good thing. But mm-hmm. I think it was, like, Dee Dee's mom. Do you remember her name? I don't. I don't know. Actually, do they say her name? I don't know if they do. I don't remember that I'm saying. I'll look it up later and we'll like yeah. put it in the show notes. But like her mom is basically insinuating that Dee Dee's not a good mother because she can't Mm-mm. feed her baby. And then yeah. and I think this is also a pivotal moment because like Dee Dee's mom is undermining her ability to be a good mom because she's telling her like you can't feed your daughter. Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of her. You need to be a better mom. And then the doctor is like, if you stick to this strict schedule of feeding and this and this and this, your baby is going to thrive. And so this is like the first time you see Dee Dee really like 
listen to the doctor, yeah, take in what she needs, and then yeah. go to the extreme. Like, there was no deviating from that plan. No. Like, yeah. And even at the house, it was like, oh, it's two o'clock. She's got to take her nap or she's got to do this, you know, like mm-hmm. strict, strict, strict. Because she has like her like best friend that she has and like her, her kids. cousin. Or cousin. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And like, you know, her kids are just like crazy running around and stuff. And like Gypsy's like on her schedule and, you know, everything to the T. And then Dee Dee gets in a little bit of trouble. So in the show, they say she gets arrested for mm-hmm. writing bad checks on her grandfather's account. Yes, for check fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I think also in like in real life, she also gets in trouble for stealing. Yeah, I think we discussed this in a prior episode. Like it kind of came up. I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. But of course, since Dee Dee's a single mom grandma's left to take care of gypsy and she's like don't worry i got her i'll take care of her and you know all that shit as they're dragging Dee Dee out she's yelling stick to the schedule stick to the schedule <laughs> yeah and her mom's just like bye-bye <laughs> like fucking ridiculous and like and then you know Dee Dee goes to her hearing and then she's got to go to jail for like six months and then it's the same thing in the courtroom she's like Schedule. And it it sucks because, like, they bring Gypsy to the hearing because I think. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like the way it makes it seem, it's it's like the grandmother is like brought the little girl, but it also kind of sounds like that Dee Dee was like, bring her because the judge will be sympathetic because I have a child. And then she's like, why would you bring her? And she's like, you wanted the judge to be sympathetic. Like, Kind of, like, threw it back in her face. Right. So she goes, and I think she's in jail for, what, six months? Yeah, she's gone for, like, six months, and then her cousin or whatever is who who comes and gets her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, brings her home and stuff. And, of course, like, that's a long, that's a significant amount of time for a toddler. Right. Six months is forever. Yeah. Gypsy, like, doesn't even know who she is anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Gypsy's, like, outside playing in the dirt, like, you know snotty like like a little kid has like some like a cheeto or something i don't know she's like you know wild in dd's Dee eyes <laughs> and dd's Dee like mom the schedule but it's like at this point like she's way past needing the formula needing that yeah. feeding schedule dd's Dee mom is taking great care of her and you can see this little girl's thriving she's like intelligent she's talking she's smart yeah she's just apprehensive of dd because like again she's been absent and this is what makes me she think that maybe Dee went for more than six months like in real life yeah yeah because gypsy seemed a lot older from like the the courtroom scene to the the scene yeah yeah because like it looked like maybe she was like three almost four yeah so and who knows and i think maybe like i think probably once she was caught they added on charges for other things and that's just speculation i don't know i'd have to do the research i apologize for not doing the research ahead of time folks but <laughs> I think Dee Dee was away and Gypsy's or Dee Dee's mom took very good care of Gypsy. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can speak to this like personally, like, cause I have a mother who was incarcerated. <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I remember being a little kid and being like, my mom is gone and um, not fully understanding where she went, but I was mm-hmm. older than Gypsy was. But I can remember when my mom got out, like, I knew she was my mom, but there was, like, this still a little, like... Yeah. And this is my biological mom. I just want to point that out for anyone listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're probably like, what? (laughs) Jane? What? No, not her. (laughs) My biological mom. Um, So, like, you know, 
I, I can see like where you'd be a little apprehensive, like, well, who, like, I know you're my mom, but like, where have you been? Who are you? Like, you're essentially like a stranger I know. Yeah, exactly. A familiar stranger. <laughs> that sounds like a great Lifetime movie. Right? Trademark. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Back off Lifetime. We got this. <laughs> um, you know, and then it shows them later. It shows Dee Dee and her mom later. They're like folding laundry or something. And she's like, you know, it was for your own good. You weren't going to change. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, sorry, Dee Dee's mom, but she don't fucking change. But, you know. Well, I think one of the great points that Dee Dee's mom makes to her is like, you know, I could have told them you weren't here. Yeah. I could have looked and said, she's not here. Mm-hmm. you have to come back and not done it in front of Gypsy and not done it in front of like, because there were people at the house. It was like, yeah, a cousin and her kids and I think someone else and like a few people were at the house. And so it was probably very embarrassing. But oh, sure. I think what her mom was trying to do is like, if you don't change, this is going to be your life forever. Right. So yeah, like actually make her pay for what she was doing. So like, I get that. I don't blame her for that. Especially like if it was Dee Dee's grandfather, because then that means he's extremely elderly. Mm-hmm. And then she's taking advantage, which is an elder abuse charge, not just a check fraud charge. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which again would, you know, probably support your theory of it being longer than six months. So, right. But I think the show just wanted to move the timeline along. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like you see them, and then all of a sudden it flashed forward a little more, and Dee Dee's mm-hmm. mom is sick. Very sick. Yeah. Like hospice mm-hmm. at home sick. Right. She doesn't want to go to the doctor. Dee keeps trying to make her go, but she doesn't want to. And I think my theory is, is that Dee killed the bitch. Yeah, because it's like it's I feel like they're trying to hint that her mom was abusing or I think she was abusing like painkillers and stuff. I feel like I read something about that. It was like Percocets or mm-hmm. something to help with whatever was wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, it also shows her because it's like they're watching fu- fucking um, Dee Dee and Gypsy are watching Land Before Time. And then it's like when she, she, you know, her mom's calling for her, she just like turns the TV yes. up. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of this has to do with like the tables have turned mm-hmm. and, you know, she needs Dee Dee now, but she like basically told Dee Dee, like, you can't take care of your own kid and now you have to yeah. take care of me. And right. which is kind of why I think that it was like kind of helped along because yeah. what sweet revenge is it that you get to take care of the person who caused all the shit in your life? Right, and it says you're a shit mom and you can't be a caretaker, and it's like, now they need you. (laughs) Right, and so Dee Dee eventually comes, and she's like, what, mom? And she's like, didn't you hear me calling you? And she's like, no. 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 And so, like, you know, she's helping take care of her, and the doctors come, and they look, and Mm -hmm. it's it's towards the end of it all, and so Gypsy and... Dee Dee, like, crawl into bed with the, with the grandma. And there's this, like, weird exchange. I don't remember the exact wording that happened between Dee Dee and her mom. But it was, like, Dee Dee's talking to her mom. And her mom is, like, you, you know, I don't think you're a good mom. Like, essentially tells her, like, I don't think you're a good mom. I don't think mm-hmm. you're a good person. Like, this is, like, final days. And this is what her mom is saying to her. Like, yeah, I don't know who's, like, essentially, like, who's going to take care of Gypsy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's so fucked up because it's yeah. like at that point, like I can just see Dee Dee like a switch goes off and is like, okay, you're done now. Yeah. Like, Jesus. <laughs> so she dies and mm-hmm. Dee Dee cannot afford to take over the house because like apparently there was this whole thing. So like, you know, her mom didn't like flat out on it or anything. So they've got to turn it over to the bank. So they're like, you know, packing it up. And I'm assuming this is like when Dee Dee runs off kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. But we see, like, because I think, like, Gypsy looks like she's got to be, like, maybe four to, maybe, like, six. Four to six-ish. Four to five. Like, somewhere like that. Yeah, she's between the ages of four and I'd say six is kind of a good range. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee is so overprotective of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. She won't even let her go play outside or anything at this point. And she's, like, on, like, a not a respirator, but, like, an advanced inhaler. It's a nebulizer machine. Like a breathing machine. It's like a breathing treatment machine. It's, like, for asthma. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to have really bad asthma as a kid, Um, you know. So, not throwing shade. <laughs> I'll throw shade for you. <laughs> Your living condition was not, like... Air quality was not great. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's what that was. But so there's one day where Gypsy basically is like, fuck this, and sneaks outside to go play on the trampoline. Well, Gypsy falls off with her cousin while well, she falls off. And Dee Dee takes her to the ER. And essentially, this ER trip is, according to the show, I don't know for sure with anything else, but basically this is what is the way that Dee Dee has like a gateway to put D- uh, Gypsy. I keep getting their names mixed up in my brain. Sorry. This is how Dee Dee gets Gypsy in the wheelchair, essentially. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard from interviews with Gypsy, though, there was like a motorcycle accident of some okay. sort with her grandfather. Okay. But the, yeah, that was a very powerful scene because it's like, essentially, like she goes to the ER. The doctor basically is like, she's a little like, you know, She's a little bruised, but she's fine. Like, there's no broken bones, Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. But then it's like, she just tells Gypsy, you're going to stay here until you're all better. Yeah. And then that's... And we all know that never, That never comes. No. Mm -hmm. So that is the Dee Dee side of things in this episode. So we will flash forward back to 2015 now. Mm Mm-hmm. We start to get a taste of this new life that Gypsy and Nick are embarking on. So basically, they're at this really skeezy-looking motel. <gasps> the mom's name is Emma. Emma. Damn it. All right. Well, too late. We're already done with that. Um, <laughs> it's become apparent to us as the viewers, mm-hmm. probably not to her quite yet, that her way of life, <laughs> of course, is not fucking normal. Like, all the meds she takes and all the pills, because there's, like, multiple times during this episode where she's, like, you know, popping one here and there, and she's like, oh, do you want one? And he's like... No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't like drugs. Right. She just like looks him like, oh, okay. So then, uh, you know, they have their amazing motel sex with her dressed as candy again. Right. <laughs> so then the next morning, Gypsy thinks they're going to leave. So they go to check out of the motel and they think they need a fancier breakfast than the continental breakfast at the motel. So they go to like some diner or some shit mm-hmm. and they have a uh, interesting kind of close call because we all know at this point Dee Dee's already dead with a cop. So she's got like one of her fucking 500 pill bottles, but it has Dee Dee's name on it, not hers. Well, she like knocked it off the table and like the cops were in there for coffee, breakfast, whatever. He like stops and picks it up and he looks at it and he's like... Dee Dee Blanchard or whatever like I think he was just being a smart ass or some shit I don't know and she's just like yep that's me and he's just like you dropped this and she's like already having like panic attacks every two seconds thinking she's gonna be arrested because you know <laughs> she thinks like movies equate to real life mm-hmm. which you know they don't and he's just like all right have a good day bye whatever and so right they go to the uh the Greyhound station and 
they discover there's no tickets, <laughs> that they have no tickets. She's like, what the fuck? Like, you were supposed to take care of this. Like, what the hell? And so she's like, we need the next ones out here, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, it's going to be like $300, $400 a person. She's like, well, we can't do that. And he's <laughs> like, okay, well, I can get you one out a couple more days or some shit. So <laughs> big red flag. Again, right. it's like, you know, as if Gypsy hasn't had 500 fucking red flags from this dude, you know, considering he's uh, killed her mom. So they go back to the motel and they're like, the front desk chick's like, smart ass, like, oh, back so soon. Because, you know, and so they check in again and Gypsy's just like, you know, what the fuck? Like, right. I think she's starting to realize, like, things aren't, like, exactly what she thought they were going to be because uh, obviously mm-hmm. he ain't responsible at all. <laughs> and this is also where they mail off the weapon, isn't it? I feel like they highlighted this later. They do end up mailing to themselves the murder weapon. <laughs> yes, to... Like, creepily, like, she shoves, like, a pair of underwear and, like, a knife into... Yeah, into, like, a padded envelope to mail to his parents' house. Because she they're like, oh, we're going to be there in a few days. I think it's the um the next episode because it's, like, when they're getting ready to leave. Like, oh, I think that's yeah. when they drop it Sorry. off. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, But, yeah, they do that, which... Because she's like, we can't. They'll... Do they have, do the buses have metal detectors? Yeah, it's the next episode when they're getting ready to leave. She's like, do they have metal detectors? And he's like, I don't know. It's like, bitch, you just rode a bus. You could, you would, yes, you, should, you know. should know. Very much so. And yeah, but he's clueless as fuck, obviously. Mm-hmm. So she's starting to pick up things or not what she thought they were going to be. Right. There's just a lot of awkwardness and a lot of tension with them. She starts asking, like, about food and stuff, and he's like, I don't know, like, you know? So she, like, Mm -hmm. she goes down to the vending machine, and then it's like she starts having, like, a freak out because, like, she sees a mom and a daughter, and, of course, it reminds her of, like, her mom, and, you know, that causes, like, this whole thing. And, again, I think there's, like, some red lights or, you know, like, their play with the colored lighting, again, Mm -hmm. like they have. So, you know, they do that throughout, like, this whole time. And then, like, when she's back, she gets back in the room. Basically, she rips Nick's ass for being useless. She's like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to be my Prince Charming. You're supposed to be taking care of me. You're supposed to be the provider. But I'm having to do everything. You can't do anything right. You couldn't even get the fucking bus tickets. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. I'm kind of proud of her for, like, doing that, you know? And he's just like, he starts crying. And he's just like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But, you know. Right. Well, and it's like, this is even more that you're seeing that Nick has a developmental issue yeah that there's something that's like not all there for him for his age yeah because you're right he's supposed to be what he's supposed to be a few years older than gypsy right right and that he's like he's not doing basic things that people would do and and granted this is a situation where they've just killed someone and Mm -hmm. hopefully this is the first time nick has ever killed someone yeah you know and that he's like i don't really know what to do because like i have a feeling like victor if he does have, like we discussed in the last episode, DID, mm-hmm. I feel like Victor is the altar that takes care of things for him. Right. And um, like Victor isn't out because Victor is also in his mind evil. But I think also I think Nick is probably a violent person and just puts mm-hmm. it all onto Victor to handle. Mm-hmm. Then you just see him like when he's like breaking down and Gypsy's yelling at him. Like, this should have been the biggest red flag. She should have been like, shit, I got to get away from him. Right, exactly. Yeah. But there's probably a lot going on in her mind, because, like, if, like, she leaves him, what would he do? Would he go to the police and tell? 
Right. I mean, like, (laughs) we won't get into that because, like, this is, like, later episodes, you know, like, we'll totally discuss that when we get there. But, yeah, um, I think the knife thing, I think it was this um, because this – their little timeline in this episode, it does end with them, you know, being all cuddly and happy on the bus, on the Greyhound bus, Mm -hmm. heading to Wisconsin. So, yeah, I think they do mail it, you know, which we talked about. But, yeah, it just ends, like, super, like, she's all happy and, you know, excited. Well, she needed to get away. Yeah. Like, she was too close. Like, and at this point in time, like, nobody has found Dee Dee. Mm -mm. Nobody knows that she's dead. No. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm Mm-mm. And she's thinking that everyone does, and she's got to get out, and people are going to figure out where she is. And, yeah. And here's the thing. There was a huge possibility they could have gotten away with this. Right. If they hadn't done other things, which... Which we'll discuss next episode. <laughs> yes. But um, not to leave you on a cliffhanger or anything, people. Yeah. But this is definitely... This episode was interesting. Um it did set it did give you some background on Dee Dee, which I felt like was interesting to kind of give you. So it wasn't totally random. And then we got a little bit of like what kind of happened in between while they waited for the bus. Cause like I know that did happen in real life. They were in town more than just like, you know, a second. But the like the nitty-gritty details of like the actual murder and all of that is these last two episodes that we have coming up. Right. There is one thing that I do want to talk about is I think when the, the backstory with Dee Dee, mm-hmm. like how Dee Dee's mom viewed Dee Dee is how Dee Dee's family views Dee Dee. Right. And I think that's a huge thing on why she wanted to run away and be isolated and then turn into this like martyr, basically. She wanted to reinvent herself and she did it in like a fucked up way, but. Right. Because there was no way she could have done that and stayed where she was because that cousin would have called her out someone. And I think that she did have family that no one was Mm -hmm. talking about. And I mean, because since then, like, you know, Gypsy's reaction to the series, which I'm like, she's in prison. How's she watching Hulu? Have you not watched Jailbirds yet? No. They get like tablets, TV, internet and shit. That's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome because you shouldn't go to jail, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, so she's she's watched this, and Dee Dee's family has watched this, mm-hmm. and like the biggest thing that like in episode five, which we just reviewed, um, the biggest thing that they have the biggest qualms with is how the show portrayed Dee Dee as this like sickly person towards the end, and I guess she just wasn't right. Yeah, um, she was just normal. I think the show did that to try to get maybe some sympathy for her because I feel and. We won't go into it, but just can I have feelings with this finale that many of you may not agree with? <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, a show's here to entertain. And when they say based on true events, they can be as little as use their name. Like, they can take their creative whatever, muse, whatever, and run with it. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like our the finale will definitely have... It might be, end up being a two-part because I feel like we're going to need, like, a whole episode just to rant on our feelings. <laughs> or it could just be one very long episode. Who knows? We'll keep you abreast of the situation. But, yeah, we'll, we will see. So this episode was just really random a little bit. I feel like it was kind of a filler, to be honest with you. It is. I think it was because the show needed a way to show what happened after the murder before showing the murder. Because mm-hmm. I think that was a smart move on the creators was to kind of build a narrative like what was happening but also show like so this is gypsy's life after dd right away but this is gypsy's life at the beginning with dd yeah that makes sense so it's kind of like it it's like a very good bookend 
in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I like for me, I just I don't know. I get so like back and forth because Dee Dee started out, I think, as a great like a with all good intentions, a mm-hmm. good mom. From what you know? we see, yeah. Yeah, like she wanted a good life for her daughter. She was, that's what she wanted. But I think Dee Dee just got f- messed up along the way, I think, with her mom's criticism of how she was raising Gypsy. I think with the fact that she does have Munch or did have Munchausen by proxy, like that she needed that attention. I mean, I'm not saying that because I don't think this at all, but like Dee Dee was a pageant girl, but then mm-hmm. Dee Dee just kind of like after the pageants, like stopped being relevant to people around her whereas most people go on and they find like yeah. you know families and lives and that's what she did and she found a younger person who just fell for her hook line and sinker mm-hmm. and then it was very easy for Dee, Dee to manipulate him away right so i think that gypsy like it was <sighs> gypsy was in a, a position where shit was gonna happen regardless i agree which is sad yeah oh my god it's so sad yeah definitely sad so, yeah, I guess that will conclude us here for episode six. Yes, episode six. So stick around for, no, well, not stick around because that'd be a really long year of time. But catch us next week for our seventh installment of this series and catch us Monday for our, you know, regular episode. Again, all our socials and everything is in the link tree in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you check those out and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 